What's up everyone? Welcome back to Spark Talk. Today we're going to give you our top 10 pretty much first round bust since 2013. And really we only go from 2013 to 2016 um, because in 2017 we really, but neither of us really saw any major bust signs and it, and they're still pretty young. You know, you never know what's going to happen with a lot of guys. But I especially think from 2016, for sure, you can tell a bust in two years. And especially from 2013, of course. Um, and obviously from 2018, there's no way we can tell. So we're going from 2013 to basically 2016. We're going to give you our top 10 busts throughout that period. Um, since it's just recent, it's a lot of names that people are familiar with. And maybe you're not because they're, they were bust. Yeah. So... Without further ado, Wyatt, let's kick off the list. What's number right. 10? All right, so my number 10 is uh, Barkevis Mingo, pick number 6 overall by Cleveland, one of the many busts throughout this... Uh, list? Yeah, yeah throughout <laughs> the century, yeah, and list as well. Uh, but yeah, he's... In uh, six years, he... Uh, and yeah, in six years, he's only had 10 sacks, which is crazy to think about for a pass rusher... Uh, uh, drafted in the top 10 and he's supposed to be a future star pass rusher and he's only started in uh, uh, t over 10 games in the, uh, one season in his career which is insane in itself when when you draft somebody in the top 10 you expect them to start right away if uh, if it's not a quarterback you expect mm -hmm. them to have an immediate impact and he just does it and he's proven time and time again he's not that star he's a very good special teams player yeah, he's made a living doing that. Yeah, but he's he's just not the star he was built up to be. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, if you just kind of look at some of these players behind him um, in the 2013 mm -hmm. draft, let, there's not. I'm not gonna say there was a lot of first round talent pass rushers behind him, because really the only guys drafted ahead of him that were pass rushers were Deion Jordan, who's okay, <clears throat> and Ezekiel Ansah, who's a hit and miss on sacks, but he's still yeah. not a bust. So I mean, it's not like they made like a terrible pick, but uh, the only like D lineman or uh, Sheldon Richardson and Star Latulier, like if you want to like compare at that point, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, my number ten is Corey Coleman, mm -hmm. another Browns pick. <laughs> Played receiver. He was um, out of Baylor. Yeah. He was the fifteenth overall pick in the two thousand sixteen draft. Um, he's already out of the league. He played two seasons. Uh, just recently just got released like a couple days ago by New England. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was picked up by New England and released and whatnot. But, yeah, basically he's only played two seasons. Yeah. Uh, he recorded 56 receptions, 718 yards, and five touchdowns in two seasons. Yeah. Nothing to nothing to sneeze at, nothing to look at. Like, it's just, eh. What, out of, yeah. And he dropped a lot of passes. Yeah. Um, and I think that was his big issue. He just yeah. dropped a lot. We even saw in... Um, and hard knocks. Yeah. It almost looked like he had like a lack of effort. Yeah, I know. Almost. Like that's what the co that's what, I mean, I know they played up to a certain degree, so was it a whole lack of effort or was it just a couple of plays and they made it, you know, look like that? Um, but from from the perspective of me, I, I thought like the dude's showing no effort. Mm -hmm. Um I com I you know, compact with not producing on the field and dropping passes on a regular basis. And, yeah, I, I have to put him in this list. Um, and I put him at number 10 solely because he's not the worst on this list. At least he had a little bit of production. Uh, his first, Before he got injured uh, in his first season, he was looking really good. And then he got injured, and then it just, something just happened, and he just, like, went yeah. off the map. Yeah, so, I mean, and 
he just started, he just hasn't played well. Yeah. I mean, that's just the main issue. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and before I move on, I want to clarify: we are not doing players that have had major injuries in the yeah. sense of like they have played basically no games or played no seasons. We're not counting that because we don't know what they could have been, and you can't really tell if they're a bust or not on the field because I don't think it's fair to call somebody a bust due to injury. They have to have some type of production and be playing for us to judge that. Yeah. So let's move on to number nine. Yeah, so my number nine is uh, Marcus Smith. Uh, He came out of uh, Louisville. He got drafted by Philadelphia as another edge rusher like Marquivis Mingo was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just hasn't – he never produced. He uh, He's had zero starts, a first-round pick. I know he was picked 23rd, but still, you're a first-round pick. You expect to have that immediate production. Mm -hmm. I've seen him at Louisville. I'm a Louisville fan. I've seen him at Louisville. He was he was our best player at Louisville, best defensive player. He led that he led that amazing defense that was number that was top ten in the country, and he goes into the NFL zero starts, six and a half six and a half sacks through four years, and uh, he only played three years with the team that drafted him in the first round, and then he goes to I think he went to Seattle last year, and then no team picked him up this year. So he spent four years in the league as a pass rusher when pass rushers have some longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't even think about it. Wow, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that is a good one. Um, yeah, some people kind of why I passed over. I just you know you well, just don't think about certain guys. Yeah, I know because you you're like oh I forgot about him, but he's he's a bust. You have to look at it that way too. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I mean, but so my number nine is why it's number ten. Barkevis Mingo. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna go too much into it because he kind of why already kind of did it. You know, yeah. ten sacks, ten career sacks in six years. 110 tackles only in six years. Yeah. Um, he's just become a glorified special teams player. And to me, that's worthy of a bust. When you're picked six overall to become a franchise defensive player, and then you just become a glorified special teams player. Nothing wrong with that. Special teams players are hugely impactful, and he's a great special teams player. But he was nowhere near a six overall pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's move yeah. on to number eight. So my number eight is your number ten. So we're just gonna go back okay. and forth with that. Corey yeah, okay. Coleman uh, has some uh, pro football, uh, pro football focus mm-hmm. uh, stats. Uh, he has a for uh, almost basically a fifteen percent drop rate, which is seventh worst in the league, mm-hmm. which is that terrible. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, and everything that you just said is is why too like. His production. I, that's why I have him so low. He's just his production has just been lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, coming off that injury, he played the first four games. They're really good for uh, Cleveland. There was no more target and everything. And then he goes. And then he separated shoulder. Was out for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, started. I think the last uh, six games of that season. And uh, he, and then after that, he just dropped off the map. And like I said before, yeah. And it's basically. Oh yeah. And then. His routes were only one yard, so basically he was running bubble screens, is what they were. Uh, pro football focus. He just ran bubble screens the whole time. Yeah, because they had no faith. I guess they had no faith in him running legit routes. Running routes or catching yeah. the ball. Yeah, it's just. I just. I don't yeah. know. Just, he was. He's just not, wasn't impressive. Not worth the top fifteen pick. Yeah, no. For sure. Um, my number eight is Rashad Perryman. He was. Uh, he's a wide receiver. He was yeah. a wide receiver for the. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, drafted 26 overall in the 2015 draft, played two seasons. Um, I think he got hurt his rookie year. 
is what it was. Who? Uh, Brashad Perryman. Because he only had stats for two years. He, he, he might up. get injured. So I would say, I would assume he got injured. I couldn't yeah. find anything. Um, it only showed stats for 2016 and 2017. But, regardless, in those two seasons, he had 43 receptions, 576 yards, and three touchdowns. Terrible. He's another guy. Dropped a lot of passes. Not a great route runner. Just yeah. kind of just, I mean, kind of almost just like Corey Coleman. I would just say a little worse, just for the simple fact, he was kind of supposed to be the main guy for Baltimore. Like, Corey Coleman wasn't really necessarily brought in to be, I wouldn't say the main guy for Cleveland, but Brashad Perryman kind of was looked at that type of guy. Um, and I just thought he played a lot worse than Corey Coleman um, has or did. And, like, guys like Devin Funches, even though for some reason he's listed as a tight end in this draft, uh, <laughs> um, Devin Funches was a guy drafted in the second round who's been a solid starting wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Um, just guys like that where there were some guys later in the draft that were picked that were way better than Brashad Perryman where the Baltimore Ravens, you know, could have had a guy that could have been their staple. So, I don't know. It's the uh, – he just did not produce on the level he should have yeah. at all. Um, and the Ravens were yeah. pretty done with it. They cut him quick. Yeah, I know. And he, yeah. what, he tried to sign with the Redskins? Yeah, uh, and then they cut him, cut the, him the, like the next day. day. <laughs> it was 12 hours or something. Yeah, it was uh, pretty sad. Yeah. So let's move on to number seven. Number seven for me is uh, the uh, – I'm I'm, lo- I'm losing it here. Uh, for Peyton Manning, he was supposed to be the uh, he's supposed to take over the seat for Peyton Manning. The heir apparent. Yeah. 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 For Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah. Paxton Lynch. Uh, picked uh, I think 26 overall, if I'm not mistaken, about uh, Denver, and uh, coming out of Memphis, he had some really good stats. Uh, had a lot of yards, and uh, yards can be very flashy. Uh, a lot of touchdowns too, as well. They had a high power. They they still do at Memphis. Uh, have a high powered offense, and while this is his stats, while he's under pressure, uh, compared to the other Broncos quarterbacks that were there last year, Trevor Simeon and uh, Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Simeon's uh, completion percentage under pressure is fifty one percent. Brock Osweiler is uh, forty seven, and Lynch is forty five. And then on deep throws. Uh, I'm not going to say the other ones, but Paxton Lynch only made uh, only completed 22 percent of his uh, deep uh, deep passes, and that only had an 87 like QBR. Oh, no, those are the QBR. I'm not the QBR ratings. Mm-hmm. He only had a 22 QBR rating throwing deep, and uh, 87 total, and which was 45th among 58 uh, quarterbacks in the league for uh, according to last year's stats. <laughs> he was pretty awful. And then he gets cut this year, and then. Yeah, he only played two years with the team that drafted him in the first round to take over a throne and be a start and be their future guy for years to come. And then they, they cut him after two years. And the sad thing was, he was never like crazy impressive at Memphis. Yeah, he wasn't. It's just more mm-hmm. the coaching staff, more the players, like the other players in general. And John Elway has not had good um Peyton Manning saved him. Because mm-hmm. John Elway has not been good at picking quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Peyton Manning came in there, chose to go there. Yeah. I don't know why, you know, we don't... I wouldn't say we we all know the true reason why he went there. Yeah. He just he picked there, you know. Von Miller was there, things like that, and they went to two Super Bowls, won one. Outside of that, John Elway has not had good luck picking quarterbacks, and Paxton Lynch was no exception. My number seven is Greg Robinson. Um, yeah, I almost consider putting him <laughs> higher, except I think there are guys that are just 
worse, like even worse, which is pretty crazy. Spoiler, I put him higher. I was going to say that. I just I put him higher. I just, yeah, I'll just let you go, and then I'll talk about him later when I get there. So I, he, he was the second overall pick in the 2014 draft by the then St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Um, he's still in the league in his fifth year, but basically he's just a glorified, like, third-string tackle. Um, he doesn't really – he doesn't play – um, if he does, I would assume he probably plays like special teams, like field goal or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't start, nothing like that. In 2016, per Pro Football Focus, he had a 38.0 um, grade, which is out absolutely terrible. I couldn't find a lot on him. I was trying to look up a lot of Pro Football Focus stuff, and I couldn't find a lot. But he never finished an entire season with above a 40 rating. Um, which is, I would assume it was probably like bottom three of um, qualified tackles, which is just horrendous. He he was supposed to be their franchise guy, their guy that was supposed to protect for the future, um, and they passed on guys like Jake Matthews, who's been a solid starter in the NFL, Taylor Lewan, two t- he's been the he's two been time Pro, Pro Bowler the last two years, and uh, yeah. one of the best left tackles in the league, uh, Jawan James, solid tackle for the Dolphins. Um, and guys like that, I mean, Joel, Joel Patino, uh, Patino for the Cleveland Browns, really solid, guard. solid yeah. guard. I think he moved the tackle this year, still playing pretty solid. Um, Jack Muhort, guy I picked from the Colts. He just retired because of some injuries, but he was still a solid player, way better than Greg Robinson. So there was a lot of guys that they passed on that had better careers. Some of them may be shorter because of injury. The guys that were just better players, um, he was absolutely awful. Part of that uh, uh, Jeff Fisher sort of run, picking just terrible players, terribly coached, just things of that nature. But let's move on to number six. All right, so my number six is a uh, uh, Bo Jim Warner. Ooh. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Regine. Regine Warner. Pick 24 about, uh, about the Colts, uh, Houston's team. I know Houston knows a lot about him. But uh, I'll go into the stats. He played only three NFL years, uh, had six and a half sacks through the through that time, and uh, started only uh, what was it? Uh, oh, he start uh, he started sixteen out of thirty eight games, mm-hmm. uh, which is not impressive because the that Colts D line was not that good. Terrible, yes, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, and it just that- and then here's some players that y'all like your team passed up. Uh, y'all passed up on Xavier Rhodes, which y'all are needing a corner at the very moment. One of the, mm-hmm. one of the best corners one of the in the best league. In the league. Uh, y'all passed up on DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, one of the best. My well, I think I rated him number three. Uh, yeah, I rated him three too. We both had him number three in the y'all league. Y'all could have Ty and him at the same time. Insane. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then uh, and then y'all passed up Travis Fredericks, probably the best tackle in the league. I know he's going through. Uh, what was his? He's going he's through the center. Yeah. I'm saying, but y'all still could have had him. We could have had him, yeah. Best yeah. Set, well, he was best in the league until he had that issue. Yeah, he has the disease and everything. Like, prayers go out to him and all that. Yeah, yeah but he's when he was playing, when he is playing, he is the, the best, best center in the yeah. league. Yeah, and then Darius Slay was a couple picks after him in the second round as well. One of the best corners in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah and, and Colts, Colts yeah. botched that one. Guys that could have changed their franchise mm-hmm. or been big impacts. Yeah. You know, Colts really... Uh, Screwed the pooch on that one. That was yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Grigson was just an awful GM. <laughs> um, we're on number six. Uh, yeah, it's your number six. My number six is another Colts player. 
His name is Philip Dorsett. He's a wide receiver. He was picked 29th overall in the 2015 draft. He's still playing, plays for the Patriots. The Colts ended up trading him away for Philip, or excuse me, for Jacoby Brissett, who I think is the best backup in the league and should be a starter um, probably next year or the year after whenever he leaves us. And f- this is his fourth year in the league, and through those um, through those fourth year through these years that he's been playing um, in this fourth year, he's had 75 receptions for only 1,057 yards and only four touchdowns. Just horrendous. He was never he was a terrible route runner. Um, the best thing he had was a deep ball, and even then he could, it's like he couldn't separate, and he was insanely fast. Yeah. Like he couldn't get off the line of scrimmage half the time to separate. Um, and the Colts passed on guys like Demarius Randall, solid starter, uh, Malcolm Brown, solid defensive tackle, Landon Collins, one of the better safeties in the league, uh, T.J. Eldon, really good back, um, guys like Preston Smith. Uh, Eddie Goldman, uh, Devin Funches is another guy, um, Eric Kendricks, uh, Denzel Perryman, Ronald Darby, Jake Fisher. There's a lot of guys in this <laughs> that they passed up. Like, oh man, me being a Colts fan, it's uh, it's tough to look at, tough to go through these. Uh, Filled set. Yeah, tough to see because he was just he just not a great rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Patriots have used him a little better than the Colts did, but mm. even the Patriots don't really know how to use him because yeah, he's no. just not good. Mm. Um, and he was definitely not worth a first-round pick. That's why I consider him a bust. Yeah. If he was picked fifth round and he's been this, that's pretty good. Pretty good career. Fifth-round pick. Yeah. First-round pick, supposed to be a game-changing guy. They he's were supposed like, to be... Uh, he's supposed to be T.Y.'s, like another yeah. T.Y. Mm-hmm. It, obviously, he's not. Um, yeah. And that's why he's number six on my list. But since he's still playing and he's... He's whatever. I, I couldn't put him higher. Yeah. So let's go on to number five. All right. So my number five is this may come to a shocker for some of you people, uh, but I have Tavon Austin here. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Tavon Austin? Yeah. I just, well, you pick him number eight overall above uh, Sheldon Richardson, uh, Starla Tule. That could be, that could have been dominant duo with uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, uh, go, uh, them developing together. And this wasn't a strong draft class at all. I was going to say that. They passed up on Desmond Trufant, but he was all the way down there. It was Tavon Austin, though. Like, my main thing about him, he was supposed to be the next best slot receiver in the league. He was supposed to be that game changer. He was supposed to be a top five wide receiver in the league. He was supposed to be the – he's supposed to be like a Wes Welker, a mm-hmm. faster Wes Welker is what he was supposed to be. Uh, he was an amazing college player. So yeah, and then uh, 2016, uh, Jared Goff's rookie year two years ago, uh, he ranked worst in uh, yards targeted in average, and second worst in uh, passer rating when targeted in the league. Yeah, and then he only had 47 yards receiving last year. He had 317 yards rushing. But more, he's just more of a running back at this point, a screen running back. Yeah, he's a little gadget player now. Uh, uh, just. He he, nobody knows how to use him is the thing, and he just hasn't produced as the eight overall pick. It's just he just hasn't produced like an eight overall pick. His highest total yards is uh five five hundred and nine yards receiving. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I can see where you're coming from. <clears throat> um, I I think just the hype built around him when he got drafted. Is, yeah, that was my thing. He's supposed to be like this game changing like yeah Dante Hall type of guy like mm-hmm. crazy punt returner. 
a guy that can make big plays on offense, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. but it's supposed to be even better. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I, okay, I could. I can, I can agree with it. He wasn't on my list mm-hmm. just for the simple fact I think he's been good enough to not be a bust. But I guess when you pick a guy number eight, you expect him to be, like, one of the best in the league. So yeah. I can see why you picked him there. My number five is cornerback Justin Gilbert, another Browns player. Was your number five? Number five. I put him at number four for me so we can talk about him together. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was the eighth overall pick in the 2014 draft. He only lasted three years in the NFL. One interception in those three seasons, which it happened to be a pick six. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, A short pick six. It was a 23-yard return. 30 tackles in three seasons and only nine passes uh, deflected. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm just going to read off some of the defensive backs that were picked after him. Kyle Fuller, number 14. Calvin Pryor, number 18. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, number 21. Darquez Denard, number 24. Jason Verrett, 25. Dion Buchanan. Which is a is just a solid, he's a solid linebacker at the moment. Um, Jimmy Ward. Bradley Roby. Let's go down. I'm just going to go to the second round. LaMarcus Joyner. And that's, I mean, that's about it. That's the extent of it. Yeah. But, regardless, all those guys were picked after Justin Gilbert. All those guys. You could, like, the Browns could have had a franchise corner in any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And they picked Justin Gilbert. It's, it's just something the Browns would do. Um, he just wasn't productive. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, you can touch on it a little bit more since we can shift to the number four. Yeah, uh, so he's obviously my number four. Uh, he only played 12 snaps in 2016. So his second year in the league, he only played 12 snaps. He had off the field issues as well. Where he got suspended multiple times, uh, but like you read off the uh, DBs that were picked after him, <laughs> I don't read off the players that were picked. The uh, what ten picks within him? Uh, yeah, within him. Uh, Anthony Barr with number nine, Eric Ebron with number ten, Taylor Lewan with number eleven, Odell Beckham Jr. with number twelve, <laughs> Aaron Donald with number thirteen. Best player in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald with number thirteen, Kyle Floor with number fourteen. Ryan Shazier went 15. Yeah, I hate to hear it. Zach Martin, the best guard in the league, went 16. And then C.J. Mosley went 17. One of the best middle linebackers in the league. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah the Browns could have had any of these franchise-changing players. Mm-hmm. And they chose Justin Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Any of these guys. You could have had, in my opinion, the best football player in the National Football League in Aaron Donald. Yeah. You could have had one of the best receivers. Some people consider him the best in Odell Beckham. You could have had... The best Some people considered the best linebacker until, you know, his unfortunate, um, yeah. terrible injury, Ryan Chazier. Uh, we could have had one of the better, like, maybe even a top 12 corner in the league, uh, Kyle Fuller, who's, mm-hmm. who balled out last season. Yeah, and he's playing pretty solid Only two this touchdowns year. he's let up have been the best throws you've ever seen. Yeah. This year, yeah. So it's like, I mean, and this, uh, it's just, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it puts it puts in this perspective when you like look at the just the ten players that were picked after him, all of them like Bobo. who could have, and even if you go down like after yeah. C.J. Mosley a couple picks, there were still some solid guys. Brandon Cook, Saha Clinton Dix, Jawan James, a really solid tackle for Miami. Calvin Pryor, who yeah. um, was a solid D- uh, DB for the Safety. New York Jets. Yeah, so 
I mean, jeez, Louis, it's just something the Browns would do, man. <laughs> yeah, and then and then that next pick at the Hall wow. Hall is going to be up on the list foreshadowing there. So yeah. maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, all right, so my number four, since your four was Justin Gilbert, we yeah. moved there. So my number four is Paxton Lynch. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I, I thought yeah. he was just awful. <laughs> Every time I watch, it wasn't even this. Like this, here's I'll read the stats off. He only played two seasons. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Wyatt alluded to this earlier. Um, he had a sixty-one and a half or sixty-one point seven completion percentage, which is not that good. Yeah. Seven hundred and ninety-two yards, four touchdowns to four interceptions, uh, a one-three record as a starter. Yeah. And a QBR, um, a total QBR in twenty sixteen, his rookie season, of twenty-three point three. And you're a running quarterback, so that should help it out. As yeah, well. and he, yeah, he had the ability to run, and in 2017, a 33.1. <laughs> um, just I, just from the play I saw, like not yeah. even, like from my eyes, the just the eye test, I didn't think he was good. I didn't. I know. I was like, this guy is awful. And granted, you can say what you want about Dak Prescott. You can say what you want. Like he's not an elite quarterback. Like he's not an elite quarterback. I get it. He's a good starter in this league. He's yeah. better than Blake Bortles. Um, he's probably better than Elon Manning right now. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks you could say he's probably better than. He's smart. He can run. He doesn't make terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. He's a solid starter. Yeah. And you got and he could have been on the Broncos. The Broncos could have had a solid starting guy with that defense. Yeah. A guy like him. That's I mean that's the quarterback they could have had that could have helped them get back into the playoffs. And Paxton Lynch was just god awful. Trevor Simeon, a seventh round pick. Who is a the backup? Same, the same year too, wasn't it? That yeah. Who's a backup now? Yeah. Took your spot. You were supposed to be the starting rookie, and he took your spot. Uh, yeah, just I thought he was just horrendous. I did too. Um, yeah. It just was uh, just not a good pick. I know you kind of talked about it earlier. So let's move on to our top three. So why was number three for you? Uh, I think probably the worst tackle in the league in uh, Eric Flowers. Yeah. I'm, oh, okay, okay. So we got the same one. We got the same one. I'll, I'll, same let you, one. I'll let you allude on him a little bit. Okay. Well, he's the right tackle um, for the Giants. He was a ninth overall pick in 2015. And before I go into how horrendous he was, I want to tell you guys who was picked after him. <laughs> and they and they needed this position and they, badly. And they've needed this position since for then. years. Since, since the, like, Brandon Jacobs. Since that last Bradshaw. Super Bowl. Really, yes. Yeah. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was picked after Eric Flowers. And then don't even mention the ne- and the next two picks after him. Trey Wayne's a really solid corner. Danny Shelton, Shelton good. Really Andreas Pete, solid solid offensive lineman for the Saints. Devontae Parker, debatable. When, we'll when, when he's on his game, he's on his game. When he's not, he's Melvin not. Gordon. Yeah. One of the better versatile backs in the league. Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, solid. Um, uh, Arkett Armstead, solid. He, uh, Marcus Peters. Peters, yeah. Cameron Irving, who he's all right. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, like, jeez, Louise, man. Bud Dupree would have been a better pick here. Just, that, wow. Shane Ray would have been a better pick. Wow. DJ Humphreys would have been, but DJ Humphreys would have been a better pick than Eric Flowers at that point. Yeah, he's not good. Yeah, he would have been a better <laughs> pick. Yeah, it's just, I think when you get in those top ten positions, like. If you have a need and you have a best player, don't just pick it. Don't pick a position because well, it's a left tackle. I need a left tackle. 
Or yeah. I need a tackle. Let's get a right tackle. Especially a right tackle. You don't get a right tackle in the top ten unless you think he's, like, going to be Lane Johnson. Yeah. Like, Lane Johnson's the best right tackle in the league. He was pick number four. Worthy of the pick. Eric Flowers, as a right tackle, top ten, you could argue he's the worst offensive lineman in the league. Yeah, and he just got a spot taken, finally. Finally. Yeah. Got Eli, like shorten Eli's career, and Eli's about to retire. But Eli could have played like four more seasons. I know. Probably shortened it like a season. And he still, and Eli to like next season. Yeah, we just saw the game against the Saints today. He was getting hit constantly in Awful. the game, and he wasn't even playing because he was. He's worse than those players. Yeah. Um, so here's his pro football focus grades throughout his career. Yeah. As a rookie, he was a 35. He was a he had a 35 rating. That's that's one of the lowest. He lowest. In his entire um, rookie class, or in the first round rookie class, I should say. So the the lowest out of the entire first rounders. Probably lower than seventh rounders. Seventieth um, out of seventy two tackles as a rookie, he was ranked seventieth out of seventy two. I'm trying not to laugh. Um, oh. Just awful, and I feel like I feel bad for him in a way. Like you have to produce. Yeah. Like I don't feel bad for him in the sense of like play better. Yeah. But like. The hate he's gotten from like Giants fans and things like that, I think it's blo- been blown out, been blown out of proportion to an extent of like, yo, he's not good. Like, mm-hmm. leave him alone. Just let it. Like, le- yeah. just let him leave. I get it. Um, in 2016, he had a 50.2 rating, 63rd out of 77 tackles. 2017, he had a 51 and a half. Yeah. Um, rating in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't able to find how what he was ranked out of the tackles. Yeah. And then and this year, through three games um, that he played, he had a 53.8 rating, which was ranked 59th yeah. um, out of tackles. I didn't I didn't get to see how many tackles qualified because mm-hmm. I'm sure it was only they didn't yeah. have enough. But yeah, this is this is what I put in my notes because I knew I knew you were gonna put him somewhere on it, and I had a feeling you were gonna put him up there in the top three with me. Mm-hmm. So all I put in my notes was pick number nine. The pick after him was Todd Gurley. That's all I put in my notes. That's all you need to know. That, if you're a yes. football fan, that's all you need to know. And there wasn't that many good picks ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston hasn't played, hasn't lived up to the hype as a number one pick. Marcus Mariota hasn't lived up to the hype of a number two franchise pick. Dante Flower or Flower Dante yeah. Fowler, he's been a very good player, but he's had issues. He's gotten in trouble with the team, like. Gotten hurt, things like that. Amari Cooper. Inconsistent. Been a, bi- been a big letdown. Inconsistent. Brandon Treff. The best player in this draft, probably. Solid. Right. Solid solid tackle. Very good. Um, Leonard Williams. Williams. Very good defensive end. He's a pro bowler. Kevin White. Kevin White. Been injured. He's a guy that, obviously, a- I'm sure people could say he's a bust. But, again, goes to our role. He's, like, literally never even played a season. Yeah, and then, and then you see him to, uh, today against the uh, Bucks. He was making some great blocks downfield. Great he's, blocks. He's, he's a really good blocker. He's a legit player. Yeah. Um, uh, and next was Vic Beasley ahead of him, who I think is another guy been inconsistent in the draft. Led the league in the sacks and then had the complete drop-off last year. Yeah, granted that can come to yeah. how he's using the defense, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, he's been inconsistent yeah. nonetheless. So it's not like there was like this crazy draft ahead of him where it's like all these great players were taken ahead of him. There were some good players, some guys that were inconsistent. But you had Todd Gurley in your sights, and you needed a running back to help out Eli Manning. Yeah. And you took Eric Flowers. I, just, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. All right, let's go to number two. That's enough about Eric Flowers. Let's start beating him up. 
<laughs> All right, so in my number two, we're going to go to another tackle. I'm going to go in oh, so you're on go Greg Robinson. One. Yeah. Okay. Your pick number two. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and you're supposed to be a cornerstone to a quarterback who's been injured multiple times in Sam Bradford. Uh huh. So yeah, uh, I'm just going to give you a pro football focus stat here. They uh, ranked him through his first three years. Uh, never ranked out of the bottom ten in his position. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's all you need to know for a second round pick, or for a second overall pick, and uh, yeah, his uh, was it highest pro football grade? Would you say like forty cents? He never made it past the forty. Forty, uh, yeah, forty. I don't know. I don't. I'm forty seven for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, yeah never finished above a forty rating. Mm-hmm. His uh, yeah, and his highest rank uh was seventy out of seventy six uh, tackles in the league. That's all you need to know, and uh. The thing was, that was actually shortened. He actually, uh, that wasn't even his best rank. His best rank was like 71 out of 78 because there was more people in it, so he had uh, more of a leeway between the uh, most people. But his uh, highest number, uh, the number was 70. And, yeah, he was six from last. That's all you need to know. And, yeah, it just, he was terrible. He played for Detroit, and they had him in for uh, Taylor Decker, one uh, really good tackle. And he bombed out, and they had to set him. Terrible. Yeah, man. he was awful. They had the same for the third stringers. So I yeah. wish you could look up how many of these, uh, how many sacks these guys have allowed. Yeah, I can never find the stats on that. Um, it's like they only bring it up on TV, so I, I can never find the stats online um, of how many sacks they really give up. Because I think that would even highlight how much more, right? And just how many pressures they give up. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was. I, I thought about putting him higher. I probably should have, but I thought some of these other guys like just deserved it, especially with cert- some of the guys that were picked after him. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I can I give some people who were picked after yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you had a yeah Blake Bortles. Not, he's not better than Sam, he's not better than Sam Bradford. I've had Sam Bradford over him. Uh, you have uh, Sammy Watkins, a solid receiver, a solid deep threat. Uh, Khalil Mack was pick number four. Yeah, so you could have Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald on the same team. Could you uh, imagine that? <laughs> and then uh, Jake Mac- Matthews, a really solid starter, uh, tackle. Uh, Mike Evans. And then we go down to that until after Justin Gilbert. That's where we go to. So, yeah, St. Louis had uh, two picks in the top 15 in the same draft. They could have picked Khalil Mack at two, and they then they could have put Aaron Donald at 13 in the same draft. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Especially with our offense now. Wow. Um, when you put things in the it's high, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, it is. It. You see a guy, you see his potential. You're like, I have to pick him. Yeah. I have to. Um, and, and the offensive line wasn't good at the time, so it was Auburn coming off the championship too. He plays for Auburn. He, yeah, like he, he had. It was coming off that championship against Florida State. Yes. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So we have some momentum, things like that. Mm-hmm. Man, like. It's just I wish I wish some of these guys would just like just watch the guys play. Yeah. Like Darius Leonard was a guy I love coming out of South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. I actually watched legit film on him. I love what I saw. There were some issues I had. Mm-hmm. Um but for the most part I was like, this dude's a player. This yeah. guy's gonna be good in the NFL. Just so happens my favorite team picks him up. Yeah. So like of course I'm happy and he's been balling out this year. Uh Jordan Howard me and you watched the Indiana Ohio State game. He came from UAB. They were talking about him the whole time. Yeah. They were like, he's he's really good. Uh, the whole entire game, we watch him. 
I've never seen a running back in college uh, with a terrible team make that make as good as as good reads coming from the running back position and finding the hole. Mm-hmm. And then my team picks him in the fifth round, mm-hmm. and he becomes a Pro Bowler his, his rookie year. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like just watch the watch just, the film. Wa- yeah, just watch, watch the tape. The, yeah. You watch the tape. You're nine times out of ten, you're gonna be right. Mm-hmm. What happens is everybody looks into the numbers of what their combine was, and then they get pressure from up top. Yeah, pick this guy. It's gonna get us money. It's gonna get us this. It's gonna get us that. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature, and it all of it plays a factor into it. Yeah, and which is unfortunate because, you know, if like yeah. if some if certain guys were allowed to do their jobs the way they're <laughs> supposed to, teams I think would have a lot better picks. Yeah, just the picks wouldn't be as flashy, and people would be upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna move into my number two. Um, I have a feeling we have the same number one. Yeah, I think everybody has the same number one if we're going back to 2013. But my number two is Bjorn Werner. Yeah, I thought he was horrendous. Yeah, and I'm a Colts fan, so I'm a little biased. I'll admit it. Uh, maybe Eric Flowers is worse. Maybe Greg Robinson is worse. But they're still in the league. As bad as they are, they're still in the league. And maybe that's because they were so highly picked. Yeah. I would assume that's probably why. But he was the 24th pick overall in the 2013 draft. As yeah. Wyatt said, only had six and a half sacks in three seasons. Yeah. And 57 tackles in three years. Yeah. I don't mean to be repetitive, but Xavier Jones, or Xavier Rhodes, DeAndre Hopkins, Sylvester Williams, Alec Ogletree, Travis Frederick, Jonathan Cyprin, um, Zach Ertz, Darius Slay, Giovanni Bernard, um, Kawan Short, Kevin Minter. And the thing was, Gio, Gio Bernard was supposed to be a Wait, first round no, pick. No, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm saying, I'm saying it. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> middle of the second round. Yeah. Could have been a first round pick. Uh, yeah, the thing was, but Gio Jonathan Bernard, Hankins, yeah. a guy we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Collins. Marcus Hunt, who we end up having, who has been playing great this year. Vance McDonald. Um, DJ Swearinger, um, Robert Alford, who's been a very good corner. Yeah. Eddie Lacy, who had just a lot of weight issues, but he was still good. Travis Kelsey, a third round pick. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm just I'm starting to get upset. Look, the whole thing <laughs> is like he was awful. Um, he never had a pass rush move yeah. at all. Like I would watch him play, and half the time his sacks literally became uh, were because of coverage. They weren't like he was making moves and like ripping through and making these crazy sacks and getting all this pressure. He would hardly ever get pressure when he was in. And he got coverage sacks, which is like it is what it is. It's a sack. But it's not it's not as impressive as like Khalil Mack taking over a game. Aaron yeah. Donald taking over a game. Mm-hmm. And I get those guys are a different breed, but when you're picked in the first round, you're you're expected to be a franchise player. And Whether even if you're picked late in the first round. Mm-hmm. You're the first pick for that team. And the thing was, analysts loved him coming out too. Analysts, yes. Analysts love like people don't remember it because he's not a he's not a recognizable name. People because he really, was from Germany, went to yeah. Florida State, wasn't talked about a lot. But yeah, yeah analysts loved him yes. for some reason. Yeah, because of his potential. Yeah, he, he had a lot of potential. He was raw because um, he played in Germany, uh, in yeah. Germany, and for you know for a lot of his life and everything like that. Went to Florida State late and everything. So it's like. Yeah. Like, again, it just goes back to watching film. Mm-hmm. Watch the tape. These teams need, like, like that's what I like about Chris Ballard. I feel like he re- uh, really watches the film. And he really has a good feel for who's good and who's not. 
Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to pick, you know, 100% all the time. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, John Dorsey for Cleveland, he watched his tape. You could tell. He picked, yeah. He picked Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Changed yeah. the Chiefs franchise when he took over. Yeah. Um, when they After they went 2-14. and 14. Changed their fortunes for now we know what the Chiefs are and now. And Cleveland as well right now, at the moment, yeah. Hoping the Cleveland Browns turn around, make it, mm-hmm. made some big moves. So it's like, just watch the tape. Bajoran Warner... I mean, when he came out, like, I remember seeing him get picked, and I was like, who is this guy? So I had to look up a lot of stuff, and I was like, and I I had to talk myself into being happy about the pick. <laughs> when you have to do that, it's not a good pick. Um, and just to see some of the guys, obviously we didn't know what these guys were going to be, but to see some of these guys picked, it's just, wow. Um, it's insane. It is insane to see. Yeah. What the Colts could have had with some of their players. Um, especially with just how bad he was. Just the lack of production, lack of pass rush moves. And like you said earlier, which I think is important, the Colts' defensive line was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Yeah, I know. Because y'all, y'all, y'all uh, let the uh, one dude from New England, I can't even think of his name, run four touchdowns on him. And then they John, cut uh, oh my. John Gray, John, John Gray. Gray, yeah, and then they cut him three weeks later or something like that, or Aaron Gray or something. I don't know. Yeah, they, they cut him like three weeks later after the, after the game. Yeah, so that defensive line was atrocious, mm-hmm. atrocious. He could get on the field. He yeah. could not stay on the field to start to save his life because he was that bad. Um, so that's why I have him at number two. I just mm-hmm. like he was just awful. Um, so let's move on to number one. I think we kind of both agree. Uh, so. You want to say it? Uh, yeah, we'll go with uh, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Pick number twenty-two overall, and uh, I want to do something interesting here. I want to go from seventh, uh, from seventh round up to the first round with quarterbacks picked, and then I like the people that are still in the league at the moment. So we're gonna go here uh, uh, with. Zach Mettenberger was in the league for longer than Johnny Manziel was. He was picked in the sixth round by the Texans. Uh, A.J. McCarron picked in the fifth round uh, by Cincinnati. Uh, You had Tom Savage picked in the fourth round. You have uh, Logan Thomas, which is a tight end at the moment for the Bills. He was picked in the fourth round as well Mm -hmm. as a quarterback. Uh, Go down the list here. Uh, then you had Jimmy G at the end of the second round, picked my New England, and then uh, Derek Carr picked at the top of the first round, or um, top of the, top of the second round, and then you had Teddy Bridgewater at the end of the first round. And those and those quarterbacks that I just named off have had more were picked after Johnny Menzel, and have more productive careers than Johnny Menzel, and more starts than Johnny Menzel. I think. Could you imagine? Yeah. Around the, same, around the same starts. If the Browns would have gotten Aaron Donald mm-hmm. or Odell Beckham yeah. at number eight instead of one of, you know, one of our busts earlier in Justin Gilbert. And then drafted Teddy Bridgewater or Derek Carr or Jimmy G. DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah, or yeah, or they could have traded down from that pick. No, they actually traded up to they get that pick. They traded up to get him. That's they traded the, up to get him, yeah. That's the whole thing. I forgot where they traded um, where Dallas is, they were thirty uh fourth. So they traded down, and the, Dallas ended up picking Demarcus Lawrence. So they, could have, so they, they they really didn't have to give up anything. Could have gotten Derek Carr. Yeah, 
you can say what you want about him now. Um, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's a top 15 quarterback. He's, a, he's in a Carson Palmer situation, in my opinion. Yeah. I think I've said it before on the podcast. He's, just, he's in a Carson Palmer situation. Uh, just nothing around him fits, and the GM won't give him anything. Just terrible. Yeah. I'm going to run down some stats for Johnny Manzo since he's my number one as well. Um, only lasted two seasons. We all kind of know why. Wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Too much of a head case. Yeah. Two and six record as a uh, record as a starter. Yep. 57% completion. Um, 111 awful. yards per game as well. That's awful. hundred, Yeah. 1,675 yards his, through two years. Horrendous. Seven touchdowns to seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. A QBR in his um, first year. 7.3. Uh, <laughs> 7.3. And a 54.1 QBR in his second year. Like, look, I was, I'll be, I'm going to be honest. I was full by Manziel in college. Mm-hmm. He was an athlete. He made crazy plays, all these things. Uh, I thought he was going to be good. I thought he was going to be able to overcome those things. Um, yeah. And I think if he was able to overcome it, he would have been a solid backup. Mm-hmm. Like a Colt McCoy type of player, yeah. Case Keenum, whatever. Like He would have been okay. He would have been solid. Um, and I still would have been wrong about him being good. But man, was I wrong. Like Dude was, in you know, both of our opinion, the biggest bust since 2013. And one of the biggest busts it's of the ever, last decade. Ever, yeah. He's one of the best, biggest busts ever because they traded up to get him. Traded up to get him. Yeah. Hyped as like, some people thought he was the best player in the draft. Best uh, player. Skip what, ba- yeah, well, let's get Bayless talk about that. Uh, what one. was his name? Uh, Mel Kuyper had him, yeah. what, going number one to the Texans? Uh, yeah, who did they pick that year? Jadavion uh, Clowney. J- yeah. Um, number one to the Texans. Gosh. They, 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 also, they, uh, they messed up this draft really huge. Like, really bad. Could have a franchise quarterback and could have a franchise defensive player. There are some future Hall of Famers on this in this draft that they could have had. Yeah, and they messed it up. And they picked the only two, like literally the only two busts in the first round. Yes, like all the other players in the first round, except for Greg Robinson. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, three busts in this draft. All um, all go to teams that one team is doing well now. Super uh, Super Bowl contenders. Changed around like in a snap of a finger. Yeah. Les Snead is a great GM. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Browns are still trying to rebuild. Yeah. John Dorsey's doing what he can, but um, gosh. Cleveland, Cleveland's a young team, an up-and-coming team at the moment, but it's taken five years after this. I mean, even if you took uh, Anthony Barr, Anthony Barr instead of he, he was, Justin He was in last year, wasn't he? I want to say he was, yeah. Um, well, if you just want to even take uh, Anthony Barr... Yes, he was a Pro Bowler the last three years. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you take Anthony Barr, three-time Pro Bowler, as well as even just Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, he got a horrific injury, but before that, he was balling out for the Vikings. He literally led – him and AP literally led a terrible terrible offense to the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. man, um, I don't really think there's much else to say on that. He was just – he just – couldn't read. Never put the time in to study film. He even said that too. Like when, when yes. like, yeah, like a couple years after he left the league, couldn't read coverages. Yeah, didn't never study film. Um, just wasn't accurate with the fifty-seven percent completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
it's just like, dude, like he just couldn't make the throws. Yeah, no, like the simple he was, throws. Like he was not athletic anymore. Mm-hmm. He got in the league, and everyone was faster, bigger, and stronger. Yeah, he looked like and he looked like your average Joe from Walmart out there playing QB, because he was so small and just couldn't elude anybody. Yeah, when you go into the Canadian league and you throw four picks, or was it was it five? Five or four five. or five picks and a half. Yeah, and a half in the Canadian league, you're gonna there's there's a trouble. <laughs> there's a there's a trouble brewing right there. Just um, jeez, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, he so. just was such a letdown, and mm-hmm. just a. It, I think it's just interesting looking back yeah. at these uh, these busts and seeing what could have been for certain teams. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if they would have had him, like the Colts, T. Y. Hilton and DeAndre Hopkins. That's a crazy with Andrew Luck. That's a scary duo. Had Eric- Lev Bell instead of uh, Bajoran Warner. Yeah, you kidding me? Like, I mean, just just the things, like, seems like like the Browns. Aaron Donald and Derek Carr. Yeah. Just think, let that sink in, Browns. <laughs> you could have had that. The best player in the National Football League and one of the best young QBs in the league. Yeah. Um, that's just dealing with a crap hand right now because his whole team is, like, awful. Yeah. And John Gruden's stuck in 2002, man. <laughs> so it's like he's... It's, Gruden high nights. So it's yeah. like, uh... It's, Oh man, it's um, yeah. It's just it's fun to look at this. It's also kind of sad, like, yeah. like not even be- sad as much as it's disappointing. You're just like, man, like this guy was supposed to be legit. I want to say the best player is Marquise Mingo out of both of ours, or Tavon Austin than Marquise Mingo. If we want to like rank it like that, and Marquise Mingo is a really good special teams player, and Tavon Austin is only a receiving back that goes on like half of the third downs that they do. So yeah, it's yeah. just it's just insane. But we'll wrap it up there. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, I know it was it was kind of fun just looking back, seeing like man, like this guy could have been picked or this guy was picked that late. And, yeah, I'm um, you know you you know like you said twenty uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like oh, mm-hmm. I, oh I, of course I would have picked Le'Veon Bell or of course Travis Kelsey would have been a first round tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah, Devontae Freeman I saw was a fourth round player. Could was on national first, national state uh, national state national, national championship team. team. Yeah, so would have been a first rounder now. State. Yeah, so it's like. You just look at some of the things that, you know, some of these teams, what they pick, you, you just kind of quit. Like I said, I keep saying it. Look at the film. Um, but we hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. like usual, to recap um, all the crazy things and some of the huge, huge performances that yeah. happened um, today. And, you know, we'll see what happens yeah. tomorrow with... Uh, the uh, Broncos, Broncos, Chiefs. and the Chiefs. Um, hopefully, Pat Mahomes goes off. I just like yeah. seeing him play. Um, it'll just be fun to watch. We're putting this up until tomorrow, right? Monday, yeah, we'll, Monday morning. This will this will be out. Mon- this will be out when you're listening to this. It'll be or when you have when you have had listened to this. It'll be Monday morning. Yeah, we're staying here doing the uh, Sunday night game and doing it. So yeah, yeah. We're, you know, hope you guys enjoy. Um, hope to hear uh, see you guys back on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, listening and you know enjoying it, whatever. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys then. Have a good one. Thanks. See ya.